We shouldn't fear failure itself, but rather fear what will happen when we don't fail because we are playing it way too safe. In order to do this, we must possess a growth mindset. On this episode of Thought Pioneering, we're going to talk about what a growth mindset is, why it's important, and what you can do to possess and maintain one. Welcome to the very first episode of the Thought Pioneering Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Shiansky, and I'm very excited that you chose to give this podcast a shot. My goal for this podcast channel is to bring some awareness around ideas and best practices to help you get and stay comfortable thinking outside of the box. I know your time is valuable, so I will do my absolute best to keep these episodes around 20 minutes or so so that you can easily consume this content during your lunch break or on your drive home. Just a quick background on who I am. I'm currently in the learning and development field, which includes corporate training, leadership development, and professional development. And I've been in this industry for a little over 12 years now. I've had the opportunity to work with multiple organizations, some Fortune 500 and some not. And I just wanted to share what I've learned during my time in that field and provide any insight to those who may be looking for new ways to be creative or become comfortable being creative in the modern age. This is why I really wanted to start off with the topic of a growth mindset. So let's go ahead and jump right in. To get us kicked off, we must first understand what a growth mindset is. So possessing a growth mindset means that people believe that their most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work. Now that we understand a little bit about what kind of the high level, what a growth mindset is, I do want to use an example of the differences between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. To do this, I will reference a study that was conducted in the mid 90s about how children view challenging tasks. Goal orientation focuses on whether individuals view challenging tasks as a test of their ability or as an opportunity to learn. In a series of groundbreaking experiments, a group of 10-year-olds were given a set of decision problems and researchers studied how these children's approached solving those problems. The first set of decision problems were at a level that a 10-year-old could reasonably solve, while the second set of decision problems were slightly too difficult for them. What researchers were interested in was understanding how the children approached the challenge of solving these difficult problems and the strategies that they used. They found that the children responded to solving the difficult problems in one of two ways. The children who relished in the challenge said things like, I love a challenge, and tested the alternative strategies to solve the problems, improving their performance as they worked through the problem. Now, the other group of children interpreted the challenge as a judgment of their abilities, demonstrating declining performance as they worked through the difficult problems before eventually giving up. Researchers then reasoned that these alternative responses could be explained by how the children approached learning and ability. The children who gave up, the researchers reasoned that these children had a fixed mindset. The children viewed ability as something fixed and interpreted challenging situations as a test of their ability. And in contrast, the children who tried alternative strategies and enjoyed the challenge, well, the researchers reasoned that they had a growth mindset. These children viewed a challenging task as an opportunity to learn. In contrast, the children who tried alternative strategies and enjoyed the challenge, well, the researchers reasoned that they had a growth mindset. These children viewed a challenging task as an opportunity to learn. 
Now, this theory on these different mindsets has been used to understand performance in a range of empirical settings, including performance of professionals and innovation teams as motivation to pursue highly innovative ideas. As the pursuit of innovation is often fraught with uncertainty, setbacks, and the need to learn from failure, innovation teams that have a growth mindset are more likely to set radical innovation goals. In the pursuit of innovation, teams must rely less on their pre-existing skills and competencies and must be prepared to not only use what they currently know, but develop new competencies in order to create something that would be considered what we would call new. Now, this requires the team to be prepared to learn throughout the innovation process and in particular learn from failure. With a growth mindset, the team is in a better position to respond effectively to failure and then be more prepared to experiment with new ideas. In contrast, teams with a fixed mindset are more likely to shun radical ideas due to their higher risk of failure, and they are more likely to be driven by fear of failure and thus avoid innovation altogether or create an environment that pushes to make something work even when the point of failure has been far exceeded. Now, we have found that a growth mindset is particularly beneficial for employees who are trying something new for the first time for maintaining that motivation after failure because it will it will happen. You can't expect to be an expert on a process the very first time you try it. It's like anything that we've done. You get you have to get good at it over time and you have to have that growth mindset that will allow you to push the boundaries and and do things differently to find out what works. Now, a growth mindset has the benefit of fostering learning after failure while also maintaining or helping to maintain motivation, which enables employees to thrive as they develop those new ideas. One of the things that I also hear is that, well, once I have it, do I always have it? And you might hear that, I hear it all the time, especially in, in my field, so well, I wasn't born with that create, creative gene or creativity gene. And I can tell you right now that no matter if you were or were not born with the gene of creativity, which I think creativity is a whole nother topic. We can spend a whole nother episode talking about that. I mean, shoot, even people that are creative have to work hard to stay creative. And uh, that's kind of what I'm leading into this next topic is that once you have a growth mindset, doesn't mean that you're always going to have it. According to the Harvard Business Review, people will often confuse a growth mindset with being flexible or open-minded or even being optimistic. These are generally qualities that they may have already have had this whole time. And the truth is that everyone possesses a mixture of growth and fixed mindsets, which are continually involving with experience. Think about it. You may feel you have a growth mindset, but there's probably something in your life that you have either stood firmly by, whether it be a decision or a process. A pure growth mindset doesn't exist. And we must acknowledge this in order to attain the benefits that we wish to get from trying to seek such a mindset. Now we have to ask ourselves the question of why is a growth mindset important to success? Well, how can having a growth mindset lead to success? When I look at growth mindset and how it leads to success, I like to think back to my, to my college days. And no, don't worry, this isn't going where you think it is. I was actually at a concert one evening. Well, maybe it is going where we think it is. But anyways, I was at a concert one evening and I was watching one of my favorite bands play one of my favorite songs. Now, I know this song very well. In fact, I love playing it on my guitar back home. So I knew the chords, I knew the notes, and I knew the progression. But I only learned how to play it one way. Watching the guitarist play, I saw that he busted one of his strings leading up to a really amazing solo. I mean, I loved, I loved the way he played this thing. And uh, the string that he actually popped was the B string, which was a very necessary string for the upcoming solo. So I thought for sure he wasn't going to be able to play the solo since the one string he needed was now gone, or at least that's the one string I thought he needed. 
And, uh, and we all watched as the music kept going, leading up to this critical moment. And when the time came for the solo, he simply switched to another string and played one of the best solos I've ever heard. In that moment, I was possessing a fixed mindset since I only learned how to play that song one way. I mean, with all the studying for school that I had to do, I only had time to learn one way. I can literally hear my wife laughing in, in my head right now. But the musician not only wrote the song, but he also learned how to play it multiple ways in the event that something like this would happen. And I often look back at that experience and I think, if we only accept what we currently know as all that we will ever know, then we won't be able to handle the pressure when things outside of our control change the immediate environment that we're in. Some of these things could be leadership changes in your organization or switching to a different work group or even blazing the trail for a new process. If we don't possess a growth mindset, then when we fail, not if, but when we fail, it will be harder to get back up and try it differently until the outcome is no longer failure, but success. So now that we have talked a little bit about what a growth mindset is and why it can be an important contributor to success, I'll go ahead and wrap up this episode with three things for us to work on to possess or strengthen a growth mindset. Number one is acknowledge imperfection. We all have flaws and imperfections and that's okay. In fact, if you do find a perfect person that is living today other than my wife, then feel free to let me know. Number two, face your challenges. If you find yourself terrified in the face of a huge challenge, then stop and reframe the situation in your mind. Sometimes you may need to step away and take a walk and come back to the challenge with a clearer mind. I know that's in a perfect world, but you have to figure out what works best for you. Sometimes you need to just take a step back. I see this a lot of the times when I'm creating content for training. I'll get to a certain point where like I'm just I'm just burning the 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 mat the I guess you can say I'm burning the match at both ends. I usually have to take a step back and it, it literally could be a walk down to the break room to get some coffee or it could be I come in the next morning, I stop doing this one task and I start another one because I don't need to focus my time on that and I do something else and then I come back to the one task I was stuck on the next day after I've rested, after I've had a chance to just rest my mind, if you will. That goes a very long way. Number three is value the process over result. This one is very important. If you can't find love for the process of getting your desired outcomes, then you aren't going to love your results. And I can hear my gym buddy's voice in my head right now. I was like, well, if you don't wake up in the morning or you don't set the time aside to go to the gym, then you're not going to get the, the dad bod or whatever body that you want one day. And I, I totally agree. It's just, uh, you know, the way, the way things are, you know. So again, you start making those excuses for yourself. Again, you got to value the process. If you don't value the process, the process is what's going to lead you to your results. And it's what you do with their process, but also your habits that will ultimately lead you to those successes. So again, value the process over the result, the process of trying, failing, learning. You hear that, that saying, try fast, fail fast. I add that third one in there, learn fast. So try fast, fail fast, and learn fast. Again, try those three things to start working towards possessing your growth mindset or strengthening one. And we'll be adding more content as we go throughout the, uh, this year. So I want to thank you for listening to the very first episode of the Thought Pioneering Podcast. And I will be launching one episode per month around the last Thursday of every month. So be sure to check back for future episodes. If you like this episode, then please like and subscribe and share it with your friends. And I'm looking forward to our time again next month. <music>